Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of the All Twenty Two Podcast. Um, great, great to be back. This will be oh my gosh, the third, the fourth episode this week, the third post draft. Um, I'm really excited to do this. You've heard Bryson twice this week. Now, hopefully, you've heard Landon once this week, and now we are back to Jake Yelton, who was a pain in the butt to get here, but he's here. <laughs> he is here. So, um, we went over, we gave our top ten picks, and um. I don't know if you can tell, I'm kind of energetic, even though I just talked an hour about sports. So I'm, I'm ready to roll here. Last week, we went over our top 10 picks. So I'm excited to look back and see what we got right and got wrong. So yes, um, sir. we'll start off. I just want to go over my first overall pick. I had the Jacksonville Jaguars selecting offensive tackle out of Alabama, Evan O'Neill. Evan O'Neill fell to seven to the Giants. That's just yeah, a little huge. glimpse, a little, like, I don't know, ex- example size, like, you know, of how crazy this draft was that yeah. like my projected first overall fell to seven. I mean, what we said last week, there's no right or wrong to this yeah. draft. And just looking down the line, I mean, it was just absolutely bonkers. I had Kyle Hamilton going four. He went 14. Yeah. So there was a lot of crazy stuff. I had Javon Walker going five. He went one. So um, where, where do we start here? So um, I don't even know. Like, did Everyone had a pretty solid draft. Yeah, there I wasn't too many. Uh, Cowboys, um, I don't think. The Cowboys. That and wasn't the best. You can kind of say the Patriots, but at the same time, like, yeah. are you really going to question Bill Belichick? No. I would no, like, that's I would not, not question Bill Belichick. That's, that's not a good answer. So, it's just, you know, crazy, crazy stuff happening. You know, a lot of trades. My my Eagles had an absolutely blockbuster trade. Well, they killed it. Um, they, they definitely did. You know, Jordan Davis, um, Fletcher Cox's replacement. You got um, the center from, I don't even, was it Illinois? I, I don't even know where the center's from. I don't care. He's going to be Jason Kelsey's replacement. Um, you know, trade the 18th pick to the Titans for um, A.J. Brown, who still had a year. I think everybody's looking at this big number, you know, the four-year, $100 million. He still has a year of his rookie contract. Yeah. So we're getting him a year of production at relatively cheap, and then we sign him to the big bucks. Yeah. But the Eagles haven't had this big wide receiver in front. We even had a thousand yard wide receiver since um I don't even I don't even know. Um it, Probably, it's been yeah. a while. It was yeah. it wasn't Mal, it was Malcolm something. Um I'm really brain fun here, but yeah, so we even had a thousand yard receiver, so I think this money is definitely worth it for AJ Brown. Yeah, no, he's definitely your number one receiver. You can't get wrong with him. No, Especially paired with him with Devontae Smith, mm-hmm. that's going to be killer. And over Devontae Smith's rookie year, he had a th- uh, almost 1,000 yeah. receiving yards. And, you know, he was being locked up by arguably some of the better corners yeah. in the league, James Bradbury and, you know, um, Trayvon Diggs. Yeah. So he definitely, you know, had a good year under a lot of pressure. Yeah. Now everybody's going to be looking at, you know, A.J. Brown. Brown. And James Bradbury, who just announced today, the, he might be on the market. So the yeah. Eagles might be able to pursue them or someone else can take him away from the Giants. So that even leaves more room open for those two to shred defenses. Yeah, 100%. Jalen Hurts, he's going to have to prove it, and I I think he can. So um, I've always been very high on Jalen Hurts. I think he'll do do great the next couple years. He's set up for success. If he doesn't take it, and he's that, you know, he has a great mentality. Like, he's that, let's go win this. I want to win everything. He's definitely a Philly quarterback. Definitely. You know, coming from, you know, that Nick Saban, you know, Alabama times, even though that probably didn't end. Well, actually, that was kind of a fairy tale end. It still, that ended. still was. It was still probably still a chip on his shoulder, which I think yeah. you know that's that's great for Philadelphia football fans. But you know, um, 
your guy, you're 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 a big Notre Dame fan. So yeah. we'll start off with your guy Kyle Hamilton. Yeah. And I've talked about this a little. I love the Ravens draft. Yeah, they, the best safety and center. Yeah. Um, best so, safety prospect since long time, probably Sean Taylor. Uh, it, no, no one's yeah. no one's come close to him. Six four, two twenty, and that that's that's probably maybe biggest deal of the draft, if not mm-hmm. you know top three when he steals the draft. He's just insane. They're gonna have someone who's gonna be able to plug in and play for the next ten years or yeah. plus, you know, and be great all pro. So, you know, great draft. And, and then getting the center, um, Tyrone Winnenbaum, that he's from he's Iowa, great. correct? Yeah, from now, Iowa. Iowa I was yeah. a line they're a big boy factor. They're yeah, a lineman. Yeah, it was and, a good lineman. You know, so um I I definitely like the draft. It was great value. It was a great value trade for yeah. them. I don't know if I look Excuse me. If I like them giving up on um, Marquise Brown, um, yeah, he's he's their number one receiver. Like um, Lamar Jackson hasn't had a true number one receiver except Marquise Marquise yeah, Brown, and, the, and it, it was kind of a no brainer for the Cardinals because it sweetens up Kyler a little yeah. bit. Um, and now with the news, I think we can D-Hop, talk about it a little yeah. later with DeAndre Hopkins being suspended for the first time game, first six games. It makes a lot of sense. And in this league nowadays, you can never have enough weapons. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So I think – I feel like a lot of people looked at this trade and, like, some people were too high on, high on the Ravens because their draft – I mean, they should be. Yeah, their, their draft. draft was great. Yeah. But the trade for them wasn't as good. And then some people look really low on the Cardinals because, you know, their, their draft side wasn't good. But I think they didn't get the most value. But I think the draft side really works out for them. Yeah. So I think – some people have been looking at this maybe the wrong way, but this could totally play out different. Kyle Hamilton, his forty time could catch up to him. He could be an absolute bust, and you know Marquise Brown could be a, a, a savior for the Cardinals. I don't think that's yeah. going to happen. No, you're, you're looking Marquise at Marquise Brown like, did not play that well with the Ravens, so he was he, a he was. Hey, he had a thousand yards in the NFL, so I mean. Yeah, that's true. Um, Definitely has you know some experience, but I think the Ravens can easily replace him with somebody else, and I think they'll do just fine with that, especially if the. Um, who was the, the Minnesota receiver? Rashawn Bateman. They, Rashawn Bateman. I think, especially watching his college mm-hmm. tape, he was very mm-hmm. similar to Devontae Smith, just, just against weaker competition. Mm-hmm. But I think he could break out next year and play very well. Yeah. And we'll completely forget about Marquise Brown. They'll be completely fine. No. So, um, you know, Ravens secondary being stacked with adding Marquise Williams, you know, uh, Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters. Yeah. It's a stacked defense, but they just they're going to have to rely on – um, Lamar Jackson a lot, yeah. and, and I'm scared he's going to get injured again. Yeah, and that, 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 that they're done then. Yeah, there's like there's no, you know, back up to that. And I think but I think that to get the the center that definitely helped a lot. I mean he's yeah. he's there's no way he's going to be a bust. He's great, yeah. and that defense like to go off what you said, especially they they really got like three first round picks in their first three picks. They had the two first rounders and then David Ajabu towards Achilles. Mm-hmm. They yeah. picked him up in the second round, but he was He was a first round he, he's, he's a freak and he didn't start yeah. playing football until his junior year of high school. And I think he's if he can heal and he'll be come back to where he was and continue to get better. A high ceiling guy. You know? He's very high ceiling. He could be great. Mm-hmm. Um I think an underrated part of uh, part of the Ravens Cardinals deal is Trace McSorley teams back up with Marcus Brown. <laughs> I don't know why I did not I know say that. that. I just remembered because he's he's like their third stringer, Trace McSorley. You never and, know. You know. He had his he had his little spurt with you know the Ravens, yeah. and it was he's a funny guy. But um, so you know that Take was a good, out. that was a good deal. Um, another guy you were very high about talking to me about was Nicobe Dean. Yeah, who you know that was 
fell off. Could not he comprehend was, that. He might have been the best player on that Georgia defense, yeah. which is a historical no, I think defense. He, he, was, he, was, he was the best player on yeah. their defense. From no not only like a draft standpoint, all those guys going, yeah. and you know that team just had a historical draft, but just even in the season, they were just a, a great defense. So the Eagles stealing him in the third round, was I was, huge. you know, I was on my phone. And I told you this. I was looking at the second round right before we picked the center. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, the Kobe Dean's still on the board. He's still, he's at the best player available in the ESPN. I'm like, let's take him. Let's do get this over with right now. Mm-hmm. Just take him, take him, take him. And then when we don't take him, I'm like, okay, whatever. And then it goes to the third round. And he's still the best available. Yeah. And I'm like, Howie, work your magic. Yeah. So, um, you know, it was it's awesome to see. I'm really excited. Um. Our, we did definitely improved our linebacking core. Yeah. Um, Hassan Reddick, um, I believe a guy from the Chargers, and we picked two up in this draft. So I'm definitely excited to see what this defense, this Eagles defense can do to you know yeah. um, complement the offense. Yeah, I think it's kind of disappointing to go off N'Kobe Dean. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I would go as far as to say he's the best player on the on the Georgia team. Yeah, he was I, great. And I think they said that the injury concerns, but I think the NFL teams, mm-hmm. they just don't want to take a chance on a guy that's only 5'11". Which I understand the injury concern. He is smaller, can be swallowed up by offensive line, but I think he's too good that that's not. It's going to happen sometimes, but it happens anybody. He doesn't want to get it surgery though. Yeah, yeah, which is a big thing. But, yeah, you know, some injuries can be nursed off the back like that. And talking about the Georgia defense, like you look at the number one overall pick, um, you know, Trayvon Walker. Yeah, he might have been the fourth best on that defense. Yeah, I don't, if you look at this, he was I just think, a freak. No, definitely, I think. Yeah. You know, Nakobe Dean was one of the best. Um, you know. Thinking who the Eagles pick again? I keep pre-recording. I've uh, Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis. I wasn't I really high up on him. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's definitely huge, I'll freakish. But really, whenever yeah. I watched him play, beginning of the game, he would have one player who chase down the quarterback mm-hmm. or running back from the backside, and you're like, oh my god, he's three forty, he's running that fast. Mm-hmm. But then he's done after that. He uses all his energy on that one play, and the rest of the game, you watch the mm-hmm. SEC championship, and he would just stand there and he did nothing, and he just well, wins. So I think. For them to get good value, he was yeah. good value. He's, he's, he's going to have a lot of growing to do. He's going to need to drop, you know, at least mm-hmm. 10, 15 pounds, but I think he should be yeah. good after that. But it's not the, best, on him. the best part around our two first picks, they don't have to play at all the first year. Yeah. I mean, they're going to play. Yeah. I think um, we can definitely find – we just – the Eagles just released um, Nate Higby, so we can definitely find room for the center to play at other offensive line positions. But these guys aren't going to have this pressure. They're yeah. going to learn behind two Hall of Famers. Yeah. And they're gonna sit back, you know, relax, enjoy the show, get in. And the Eagles have been Howie has been big on the O line and D line. When they won the Super Bowl, they had the best O line in the league. Um, he does a lot of rotating with whole units mm-hmm. of the front four. So I think these guys are in, you know, great spots going yeah, into the rookie. They're great position like, to do great position. Because I feel like, you know, a lot of these guys like, you know, Trayvon Walker. You know, Kyle Hamilton, Aiden Hutchinson, they're going to have to go and start and be the guy. Yeah. Neither of the Eagles' first two picks are going to have to be the guy, yeah. Yeah. which I think is is great for them. It helps them build com- confidence up. Yeah. You know, they have these older Hall of Fame guys, you know, praising them and, you know, teaching mm-hmm. them, giving them encouragement. So I think these, you know, these two guys are in great spots, you know, coming coming into their rookie season. And, yeah. you know, it's it's definitely exciting. Um Another thing, back to you know the Georgia defense in um, Trayvon Walker going number one to Jacksonville. Um, it's and we we talked about how he 
arguably wasn't the best player on that Georgia defense. And, yeah. you know, they're statistically he did not have a first overall yeah. season. On yeah, definitely. He didn't even have, you know, 10 total sacks entire three years yeah. of Georgia, which uh, he's also a starter most of the time. And, you know, the mostly blowing people out and he would be, you know, only playing half yeah. games. But still, you'd think mm-hmm. he'd have yeah. at least over 10 sacks in three you, years. You look which, at the last non-quarterback and defensive player to be taken, um, who was – I don't know why I said that, but um, Miles Garrett, he had great production you know, yeah. coming out. So I think with Trayvon Walker, him putting up that combine, I think that's really, that's all, yeah. you know, put put the knife in the coffin. If he was if he was an inch shorter, 10 pounds less, and it couldn't run as fast. And, yeah, just no, he, wouldn't off, be, he would not be He'd be a second-round pick. But, you know, to have these physical attributes, you can't teach that. Yeah. You can teach him, you know, how to be a great defensive lineman. You can yeah. teach him the technique and stuff. He has all the intangibles, you know, the probably not so good thing about it. He's going to have to go and be the starter day one. Yeah. Um, he's going to be across from Josh Allen, which will help him a little, but he isn't going to be like Jordan Davis who's going to sit back and watch, but he's going to have a lot of pressure. But it's Jacksonville's taking a home run swing here. They don't yeah. – it's, you know, a lo- he's a low floor right now, so he's you know, might not be as good, but huge ceiling. Yeah, yeah, 100%. absolutely huge ceiling. Um, 100%. You know, my Detroit Lions – pick was right Aiden Hutchinson um you know uh, I thought that was a good pick you know keep him in state um uh in state pick I didn't think that was good was Kenny Pickett going going 20 to the Steelers I really I I didn't like it I would have rather taken Malik Willis and the whole thing with Malik Willis I might have to do another episode of Malik Willis because um earlier um me and Bryson were talking about how Malik Willis fell you know, he yeah. fell to the third round. Some people projected him in the first. We kind of said no quarterback should go in the first round. Yeah. But it would have to happen. So, wh- why did he fall? Did, have you seen why he fell? I think, I mean, Cause the like, fact that he plays weak competition and still throws a lot of picks. Yes. And then the one time he plays good mm-hmm. competition where he knows, like, hey, I need, yeah. I, need, I need to play good now. If I want to get drafted high and make a lot of money, yeah. I need to play good against this old Miss SC defense. Mm-hmm. And he threw four picks. Yeah. I think the upside is – everybody knows his upside is there, but it's He's just – Very the, athletic, the, has yeah, a great arm. The chance um, you can get reach that upside, Yeah, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens with the Titans great if he can unlock that. value too. Yeah. But, you know, you saying that, that was before the draft. But he was – even with all that happening, he was projected to go high. Yeah. Like first, second round. Mm-hmm. So, like, my question is, why did he fall draft night? Like, you know, there could have mm-hmm. been those reasons, but he was still projected and high on boards, you know, coming into the draft. So, I don't know yeah. exactly that – your, you know, your statement yeah. you just made was the reason because he fell on the night. Like I think part of it maybe fell in the moment was maybe they were getting you know wrong reports or getting the wrong idea from uh, NFL teams that telling them and maybe they were just telling them that, but might not have been true that the you know people that are actually involved in drafting players might have been you know telling the truth I, about how high they were mm-hmm. up on Malik Willis. I know that Mike Tomlin he said he was very high and if he was there in the first round he would take him, but they, they I guess didn't maybe, take him. You know, maybe yeah. he said that, but after further evaluation, he just figured to be safer with Kenny Pickett. I mean, if if, if Malik Willis doesn't pan out, people are going to be asking questions. Why would you draft a quarterback through full picks against Ole Miss against their best team? Whereas if you drop Kenny Pickett, he doesn't work out. Then they'll be like, well, he had a great year with Pitt. He played yeah. good in all of his games. Never really had a bad game. You can't really go – if he busts, there's not as many questions. So I think he's just trying to, and like, you know. Back to the competition team, I, competition, you know, part of this. I've said this, like, you got to look at the fourth quarterback taken to look at anybody who's played competition. And you kind of look at, at the NF, at the um, SEC, mm-hmm. go straight into the NFL. Yeah. The, you know, Georgia. Yeah, look at SEC. that draft. They they have the best – that is the best college football. That is the peak college football. Um, yeah. There's been a, 
like would a great Alabama team beat you know the worst Browns team? Like there's been a lot of that debate. Mm-hmm. Has, there's not been any other debate with any other team in any other conference yeah. between like an NFL caliber team. So I do think the SEC. And you look at the fourth quarterback taking Matt Corral, who's the only one who played in the SEC. Yeah. You know, so he was the only one who played a competition. You know, I still think I'm high on Desmond Ritter. I think he was the most NFL ready quarterback. He had yeah. the mix of good competition, yes. and yeah, he just he just won. He won. He won. He won. Um, he really put since he helped put Cincinnati on the map. Yeah. And um, so th- this quarterback class definitely questionable. So I still, um, going back to the Malik Willis thing, I, I have no idea why he he fell. And there's been a lot of, you know, media surrounding him with Ryan Tannehill, um, you know, coming out and saying what he said, which I, it's however you take it with a grain of salt or with without it's, yeah. you know, he's Ryan Tannehill's fighting for his job. He doesn't have much left in his NFL career, and it's really not his job to babysit. Yeah, it's not his job yeah. to be a teacher yeah. right but now. I think part of people are kind of taking just that one single thing. Mm-hmm. Reason I'm not gonna mentor him, but he did say there's a it was a whole conversation i think they're just kind of nitpicking at certain things but obviously he's not he's not going to be like oh i want to make sure he can take my spot he's just you know you can watch me you know and if you learn from that that's great that's great we're going to be buds but like i'm not gonna teach you and he doesn't have to that's what coaches are for and i i give props to ryan daniel for coming out and being real and saying this yeah because it it definitely takes a lot to you know being that older guy the seasoned veteran yeah ryan daniel who's had um a pretty solid NFL career. I yeah, mean, I would say a lot of people will hate on him and stuff like that, but I would say he's had, especially from, the last couple of years, he's done. Yeah, he's, he's done, done well. Pretty solid teams, you know. He's, but yeah, I think, you know, Watts running Malik Willis, um, elsewhere in the draft. Um, me and Bryson got to talking about the Packers. He's a big Packers fan, um, so I thought with the hand they were dealt with their two picks, I thought they did fine. I, there was no need to trade up for a wide receiver. Yeah. You're probably thinking, are you thinking something different? Um, I would say um, when they took the uh, Christian Christian Watson, I think he's Christian Watson was, out the of, receiver. Um, that was definitely North a good Dakota. pick. He's that's that he's a freak. But I think there are two picks. The Quay Walker that was a terrible pick. The linebacker mm-hmm. from Georgia. I mean, he's a freak. He was six three or six four, and you know he ran. He's big and fast, but he was really he was a third best linebacker for Georgia. Nicobe Dean and Channing Tindall were both better. Mm-hmm. And you know Quay Walker, if you watch this film, he doesn't. He has you know good technique and obviously plays well, but he's just not that the tier of Chain Tindall and Nickobe Dean. They, I mean, they both played way much more time than Quay Walker did. Um, you know, maybe he does pan out. He does great, yeah, um, it, but I would not have mm-hmm. taken him. I would have taken somebody else. And then uh, the other pick, Devontae Wyatt. Um, I know a lot of people didn't like that, but I thought that was a good pick. I know a lot of people did not know who he was, but watching Georgia games, I would, he he always stood out to me. I would just watch, like, who's 95, who's this? And he was always making plays, so I thought that was a good pick. But um, not terrible, but definitely not great with the Quay Walker. But overall, I think the right. Packers did and, okay. And that's the biggest thing about the draft. It is there. there's only so many things you can know and you can be certain about. And, you know, maybe 50% of it is that, and the other 50% is the unknown. Like, yeah. you know, how hard they're going to work. Um, how you know much you know luck plays into their career, mm-hmm. and um, how how that turns out, and it's you know it's kind of a luck thing. It's kind of like a, okay, let's let's see what happens. So I think it's a lot of home run swings. You know, a lot of these teams are like, okay, let's you know hit a home run or strike out. There's mm-hmm. kind of no, they don't. There's really no in between. You know, no middle ground. I mean, there were some safe picks. You know, this year Aiden Hutchinson, yeah. I thought was a pretty safe pick. You know. Um, Evan O'Neill, I don't, 
I don't like I don't like Kayvon Thibodeau, but I think he's still a, a great athlete. Yeah. So extremely th- athletic. Yeah, they're probably definitely, definitely fastest first step in the draft. And if you take someone like that, that's low mm-hmm. chance of being a bust. If you if you're first quick fast first step, then you're pretty much set up after that. So yeah. So um, it just very interesting draft. It was one of the lowest you know rated you know watched, but I don't think NFL has to worry about how many people watch the draft. They have bigger, they have bigger fish to fry. Than that, you know. Yeah. So, um, um, me and Bryce have talked about this at local. Um, I assume you saw this that uh, local linebacker Forrest Ryan signed a deal with the Indianapolis Colts. He played played at Waynesboro. Um, he signed as an undrafted free agent. Also, um, locally, John Mechie from St. James. Yeah. He was drafted, I believe. Second round. Second round. So he was. Forgot where he was drafted. That that Alabama wide receiver room was absolutely loaded. They're loaded. So, um, Definitely crazy. And definitely crazy. And then um, still out there, Cody Gustafson um, from Shippensburg. Um, do you know? Have you heard of Cody? He played up at Grove City. You know, Division oh. Three. Oh, he's, he's, he has he's, every he's record there. Oh, he wow. might have every record in Division Three receiving wise, and he might be a little bit taller than me. Um, I played oh, against. Yeah, I played yeah, against yeah, his yeah, brother. Yeah. I remember him now. I, I played against remember. his brother at Shippensburg. Yeah. Now his brother six ten. Yeah. Playing tight end there, so I will actually get to play him again. Yeah. In one of my first college games this year, because they're still um they're an out of conference game we play, so I still get to play him. But um he was looking. He had some calls from the NFL, and he's still out there. So the NFL draft, it's just really cool to see. You know. Most NFL fans and their teams are pretty happy with what they do because, you know, they've... Especially the Jets. Their fans are very happy with their yeah. draft. They have a great draft. You know, these NFL teams put all this time and resources into, like, looking at these players. And, you know, they like, okay, this is our guy. We get him here. We're going to be psyched. Yeah. Even if he might not pan out to be a great player, you know, it, it gives a lot of hope. You know, the fan bases are happy. I don't think there was a lot of displeased fan bases this year. So, I mean, I guess maybe the Packers, but the Packers are... You know the Packers, and yeah. So I, it was a pretty good draft. Um, so, a- anything else that kind of stood out to you, Jake? I know you're talking about the Jets. They also had a great draft. Yeah, the, um, all three of their picks were great, especially Jermaine Johnson. Trading up for that was. A I don't know if people if you remember him, but for, he was from Last Chance U, Jermaine Johnson. Okay. And he was the JUCO, and that was that's a great story about him. I don't know if a lot of people knew about that, but he was a junior college. And he had not a lot of offers, and he went to junior college. He was number one junior college player in the country. Mm-hmm. He goes to Georgia, and he had good production, but he just felt like he wasn't getting. He thought he, he she thought he should be the guy, but you know they have Trayvon Walker, the other Dante Wyatt, Jordan Davis, and he just he wanted to leave, so he left, went to Florida State, and he had a great year last year. And um, the just he, he's gonna be a good player for a long time, yeah. Jermaine Johnson. The Jets, they're you're looking at some of these teams, the first three teams that really picked here. The first four, like Jacksonville, Detroit, Houston, and the New York Jets, like they're a lot of they were bottom feeders last year, but they have a lot of buzz now, and there's yeah. a lot of upsides to some of these teams. Um, I know a lot of people are going to roll their eyes, but I, I like Houston, I really do. I think Davis Mills is you know a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think they they got a lot happening. You know, selecting Derek Stingley Jr. Um, they picked up uh, Stephen Nelson from the Eagles this offseason in free agency. Mm-hmm. So you know, assuring that secondary, but the, the, that division has gotten you know a little bit, a little bit more open with Tennessee kind of falling apart. I don't, I don't know what Tennessee's doing, but you know, the Colts are definitely gonna have a run at that. But I like, you know, Houston did great. Detroit had a great draft. 
Um, Jacksonville is still a little edgy, but they got they got players, and yeah. they they spent their money on their guys in free agency. Even though some of us didn't yeah. like it, like Christian Kirk doesn't serve that money. Yeah, no. But you know, Doug Doug Pearson needed um some firepower and some ammo, and then the Jets having a great draft, and then even at five, the Giants had a great draft too. Yeah. You know, Evan O'Neill and Kayvon Thibodeau. So really, you can look at the top six six teams in this draft and just you know great all around drafts. Um, yeah. Looking at some of our other picks we made. One thing um, I wanted to say about the Jaguars, I think when you have two first round, they had two, yeah, they had two first round picks, and I just think that the two players they took with uh, Trayvon Walker and Devin Lloyd, I just think if you have two first round picks, you got to take some guy that's you know pretty safe that you know and you're Devin pretty Lloyd confident. Was a safe pick. Devin Lloyd, I, I don't, oh. I'm not sure. See, if you're gonna take someone. One, if you're gonna take someone that doesn't have the great intangibles, his intangibles were okay. I think he was six one or six two, and he mm-hmm. was two twenty two thirty, but he ran a four eight or four seven at the combine, which is not the best. And watching his tape, a lot of times he just if you're gonna take someone first round, they need to be highly athletic, and he was just a lot of mm-hmm. times stiff, and he didn't, and didn't tackle in space very well, and he put his head down a lot, and he missed a lot of tackles in open space because of that. So uh, I don't know. I I would not have taken Devin Lloyd there. I would have. And especially in the first round, they're paying a lot of money. So I think they could be in a bad spot there paying these rookies. Um, I mean, obviously not as much as normal players, but paying them a good amount of money. Mm-hmm. And both of them could be bust potentially. So that could either be a bust kind Bryson of Bryson actually um, brought it up the numbers to me that Malik Willis missed out on 20 some million dollars from falling that far wow. from the first round to the yeah. you know, third round. And it was looking. First rounders get around $30 million. He might be getting five. So. You know, it's definitely crazy. Yeah. Um, the these rookies for these next four or five years, these are like going to be some of the cornerstones of these teams. We look at you know the older, more proven guys, but they they cost a lot of money, and these rookies yeah. don't. So if you can get this production from like a second or third round pick who you aren't paying that much, it, it's perfect because yeah. you know you're not spending that cap space. Um, you look back at the Ravens and in 2012 when they won the Super Bowl. When Joe Flacco had that incredible, you know, playoff run, mm-hmm. he was on a rookie contract, so they could play, pay Ray Lewis and Ed Reed yeah. all this money. And you know, um, Joe Flacco asked for a lot of money after that, and they, you know, haven't gotten back since. So, yeah. um, definitely picking up a sweet rookie in the middle rounds or later rounds is, you know, very, very beneficial to a team. And um, looking back at our picks, I was one pick off the wide. The start of the wide receiver fiasco. I had New York taking Drake London at seven. Um, Atlanta took Drake London at eight, and then that kind of set up the next three picks. Was it three or four picks? Were all yeah, wide receivers? Yeah, it was, uh, it was eight, eight through. Sorry, no. It was eight. T- ten through twelve were receivers, but it was just eight. Yeah. Then it was ten, eight, 11, 11, 12. 10, 11, 12. So four receivers and five picks. It it was it's crazy how good this wide receiver class was, you know. Um, even I thought Jahan Dotson, the guy out of Penn State, yeah, would I was be. High on him. I I thought he would be, you know, a second or third round guy. You know, I didn't know if he was going first. I got to see him play live, and he was. Um, I wanted to scream at Maryland because they were single covering yeah. and, yeah. and like zero coverage. Yeah. He's too and smooth I'm like, for that. No, but you know, even to see him, it was it was a great wide receiver class, and they all kind of just like off the board right there, and that's what made the Eagles. And the Packers, you know, have to rethink this whole wide receiver thing because, yeah. you know, two teams that need wide receivers. Packers end up going in the second round, um, you know, having a great pick there, and the Eagles ended up trading. Mm-hmm. So um, it was c- 
crazy close how I how close I was, you know, to the wide receiver thing. But you know, um, yeah. So looking at some other picks, I had Kayvon Thibodeau falling to twelve. He ended up at five. I had um, Ahmad Sauce Gardner going at eleven. He went at four. Yeah. Dude, you know, he's a great player. He is. There are a lot of you know just. I'm not saying just athletic freaks in this draft. Yeah, you know, Ahmad Sauce Gardner is what six two. No, he's six, he's six three. Six three as a corner. Yeah, almost two hundred pounds, and he ran a four four. I mean, you can't really. No, and like you know, Jordan Davis and Trayvon Walker are mm-hmm. both huge. Had great combines, so there was a lot of definitely you know, big figures in this draft, yeah. which is definitely appealing to some teams because you know sometimes you look at it, you know, you have a smaller corner, mm-hmm. you don't have. You have your bigger defense alignment, but they aren't as fast. But in this draft, it was the total opposite. You yeah. have huge corners. Um, you have fast defense alignment. And, you know, it was you know cra- crazy to see how everything fell. A- any more remarks for us before we close this thing out? I just want to talk about it. There was I forgot to talk about him earlier, but um, I think one of the um, – probably one of the best linebackers in this draft that nobody talked about, uh, Malcolm Rodriguez from Oklahoma State. He is going to be a stud in the NFL. Uh, he fell a little bit like Nakobe Dean. He was also only 5'11". But he was 5'11", 230, and he ran a 4'5", and he set the uh, record for linebackers at his pro day. He uh, repped out 225 for 36 times. Oh, my goodness. And he's, he's insane. He's insanely athletic. Uh, he was he, he actually he was uh, he played safety he went both ways played safety and quarterback in high school and won a state championship mm. and he's just crazy athletic and then he obviously gained a bunch of weight and he's just insanely you know he's jacked and he switched linebacker Oklahoma State and he's he's going to be great in the NFL um, I think he's going to be stuff forever against him and actually Oklahoma State they have one of the best wrestling programs in the country and even though he plays football mm-hmm. he's still after practice after football practice was obviously. You know, Division One football practice, that's, that's hard. Your body's going to be aching. Yeah. And after that, he still goes in and wrestles some of the best wrestlers in the yeah, entire country. Geez. Being that yeah, he's, he's going to be a stud. I don't care mm-hmm. that he's, you know, you know, inch or two short for being yeah. an NFL linebacker. He's going to be a stud. Yeah, and you kind of brought something else to my attention about, you know, these dual-sport athletes. You know, I've been, you know, more thing Today, the Eagles signed a former Penn State basketball player who played yeah. tight end in college. He's like 6'8", a huge yeah, fan. Yeah, he's huge. The Eagles always have great tight ends, so – I'm looking at that. And earlier this month, well, I guess last month in April, the Eagles signed a um, wide receiver who played at Oregon, who is now one of the best, who's the best hurdler in like the in the world. Um, I don't remember his name, but um, the really cool tiny story here, a con- connecting story. Part of our track team went up to Penn Relays. It's a huge relay at Penn College in Philadelphia. He actually won the race there because there's oh, really? high school. There's yeah, all high throughout school colleges, high school, college, middle school, elementary school. There's all these different races. He was in the professional, like top tier professional. He won that as as a hurdler, and he's gonna be on the Eagles. Oh, wow. He actually had some kind of insane numbers. He had a lower production, but at the same time, he might have only had 50 catches over four years, but he had a lot of yards. And mm-hmm. you know, my Eagles have done good with that. Um, looking at Jordan Mailata, who played rugby, mm-hmm. who's now a very good left tackle. So. Um, when you when you talk about that dual sport, it's it's pretty cool to see. So yeah, um, you know, 100%. yeah. So um, thank thank you guys for listening. This was great, Jake. Yep. Thank you, thank you for coming yep. back thank on. You for Ho- me. Hopefully, I can get you back on some more. Yeah, I know you're definitely a big college guy. Yeah. So um, there's definitely a lot of college stuff to talk yeah. about. Stuff with Jordan Addison, but we, we can we can we can yeah. maybe do that next week. NLI, so. NLI, it's it's absolutely crazy. I'm gonna sign I'm gonna sign my big deal with something yeah. up in Huntington. <laughs> So Sign with a Lamborghini. <laughs> no, probably some like Hunter Fishing yeah, Club yeah, up there. Yeah. But um yeah, so yeah, definitely I'll 
I'll get in touch with you about that. So thank you guys for tuning in again. Um, I had fun covering this draft. You guys were spoiled this week. Four episodes. This one's a little later than I planned because Jake's a butt. But um, so um, make sure you follow the Instagram at all twenty two. Share this podcast. You know, share it with your friends. I'm really trying to grow here. And um, s- stay safe out there and have have a great week. Bye bye.